Okay, so let's do. Uh, okay, so um, we're gonna do what I think is actually the more important conversation. Well, I don't know, the more important perek actually than perek perek chaf, right? Perek chaf of Shmos is the Sarsa Dibros. But probably the more important perek in terms of the, uh, like our theology, like what we believe. Is actually Perak is actually Perak Yutes. <laughs> it's Perak Yutes, um, and Perak is the story of how Moshe Rabbeinu prepares Am Yisrael for this experience. Okay, um, so I, I brought you almost all of it. We won't read every line here. I skipped a little bit, but I just want to see a couple things, and we're going to ask some questions and give some answers. But there's a couple of pieces here, even even tangentially, which we'll talk about just in terms of their importance, in terms of like what we believe. So take a look at, at, at from the beginning. So basically the third month after you leave Egypt, they got to mid, to mid Bar Sinai. What month is that? That's a month that we now refer to as Sivan. Right? So out of Rosh Chodesh Sivan, they arrive in in the desert. That together they enjoy, but they, they, they camp. So Moshe goes up onto the mountain. Hashem gives them all these commands, what's going to happen while they're up there. One of the things he says to him is, And I'm going to come down in the thickness of a cloud. What is the reason why I'm going to come down in the cloud? I'm like like descend on the mountain. So that what should happen? So that the nation should hear when I speak with you. And by seeing that, they will believe in you forever. And he then goes back and speaks to the people and it tells Hashem what the people said. But that line, that's not going to be our main focus tonight, but it's really important. Um, why is it that we believe that Moshe Rabbeinu is the Av Hanavim, that he is the one who's speaking the word of Hashem? It is not because he told us he is. It's not because he does miracles. It's not because he turned the Nile to blood. It's not because of any of those things. The reason we believe that Moshe Rabbeinu is the Navi of Hashem is because... Hashem told us. Is because they watched Moshe speak to Hashem. Right? They stood there and they saw God speak to Moshe and they witnessed it. Two, three million people witnessed it. Right? So it's not like, yeah, like right, many, 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 almost every other religion in the world is, I spoke to God and he said to me to tell you the following. And we're like, how do you know that? How do I know? Well, I don't know. I'll do some, I'll do some miracles and I'll prove it to you. That is not what happens with Moshe Rabbeinu. What happens with Moshe Rabbeinu is that he speaks to Hashem and we watch it. And because we watch him speak to Hashem, that, and that becomes the Mesorah, that Moshe is the Navi Hashem, that's Torah's Moshe, etc. Right? All of that comes from this Pasuk. Because Hashem says, I'm going to come down and speak with you, and they're, and they're going to watch you. They're going to watch the conversation. It's just an important thing. Like, you know, kids ask the question. Adults ask the question. Why do we believe in all this, right? And the answer is, we believe that, besides the fact that the rest of it is, Hashem spoke to all of Am Yisrael, right, rather than Hashem speaks again, to one person who tells the rest of us what to do. But even the belief in Moshe and being able to tell us anything all comes because Hashem speaks to Moshe in front of Am Yisrael. Fine. But keep going. Now tell them they got to 
hang out for three days. They can't, they gotta separate from, husbands and wives separate from each other, get ready to speak Dasham. Fine. And now I want you to make a boundary around the, the, the mountain. Be careful not to go up the mountain. Don't even touch the outside of the mountain. If you touch the mountain, you will die. Right? Do not touch it. Do not touch it at all in any way. Okay? And when, it's, when we're all done, then you can go back up. So it's not going to keep its Kedusha forever, but it'll keep its Kedusha for a certain amount of time. So Moshe then comes down. He comes down the mountain to see the people. Some they get some getting ready and cleaned, etc. And they, they all get themselves ready. So the bottom line is, Hashem says, people are going to see me speak to you. They also see, and they also see, um, and also Hashem says, you have to give them this command. The command is, no one go near the mountain. And he's going to have to rope it off. You have to like, make it very clear so no one should go near there because if anyone goes on the mountain, they're going to die. Good, so he goes down and he tells them, get ready, and they all get ready, fine. And what happens then? So, uh, so Moshe brings the people out, and they're standing at the bottom of the mountain. And the har is, you know, there's all kinds of fire and stuff, all kinds of stuff going on. And what happens? Hashem comes down, so then look at the Chaf. Hashem now comes down onto the mountain, whatever that means, the, the cloud of Hashem. Uh, sorry. So, so Moshe was up in the mountain with Hashem. Hashem talks to him. He goes down, tells the people the deal, what's going to happen. Hashem calls him back up. And I goes back up. Raid. He says, go back down now. <laughs> there's no, there's no, uh, there's no cable car. There's no cable car uh, on this one, right? So he goes back up, and Hashem says, "Okay, now that you're up, I want you to go back down and tell the people not to touch the mountain." And also tell the Kohanim also. What does Moshe say back to Hashem? They're not going to go up. God, you just told us this. He says, you already told us, told me to tell them not to go. They're not going to go. I just told them what you just told me. What, what's going on here? <laughs> go down. <laughs> go, get out of here. Go down and tell them. And then later you're going to come back up. So what happens? So Moshe goes back down and he tells them again. And then, boom, Kadosh Baruch starts to speak to them. Anything funny about this conversation that goes on here? Hopefully you tell it, yeah. <laughs> but now, if you read it, right, if you actually read it, right, mm-hmm. it actually, it's, it's some, there's some funny stuff here, right? Mm-hmm. Anything weird? I mean, you could have given them all the instructions at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, why? Why up and down and up and down and up and down? Why is it, what, what's all the up and down? And by the way, when he sends him down the second time, it's to tell them what? The same thing. The same exact thing again. Right? He just repeats the same command. Don't go up on the mountain. And Moshe actually responds like, uh, uh, Like, I thought you just told me that. And I just told them that. 
So it sounds like, at least that's what it sounds so like Moshe is saying. The only addition is the Kohanim, right? He, he adds the Kohanim, correct? He adds the Kohanim. Which is weird, because why would you... Why would it be different? Why, what, right, what, what, and the Aaron would come back up with him. And then Aaron's going to come back up with him. Okay, so that's going to be important. Um, but also, so then, then we, when we get to the Pascalif, either as Called the Mele War, which is actually starts to dip right. us. Where's Moshe? Where's Moshe, exactly. Right. right? So then sounds he tells like him to go down. down sounds like, right. where is he? Right. Sounds like he's on the bottom. Right. I always thought that Moshe was mm-hmm. up there. Hashem speaks. Right? Right? Moshe, Daber, Hashem, Yanen, Right? Like, I, God and Moshe were like working together during, at Har Sinai, I thought. And if you read the Pasuk, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like Moshe's on the bottom of the mountain. Which could explain why Hashem sent him back down again if he actually wanted him down. Wanted back down there. Okay. But then, good. So then I asked him a different question. There. Why does Hashem want him down there? Why can't he be up there with Hashem? Because maybe that, so that everybody's clear who's speaking to them, right? Oh, if Moshe was right. up there, then they could say it was Moshe and it wasn't Hashem. It's, it's like ambiguous. the, I, I know I always have this image in my head, and it's always from like when I was like seven years old watching The Wizard of Us. <laughs> I always think of like Moshe up on the mountain, and they're <laughs> like, you know, like, La Havdil, a million Havdalas. Like, but like, right. like, oh, yeah, there's like some guy behind the curtain, mm-hmm. you know, like making all this, working all this work, right? right. So, if Moshe, so maybe Moshe's on the bottom, he doesn't have that, doesn't have that, uh, that problem. So why is he asking them to go a second time and tell them again? Well, did they hear, when he went up the first time, did they hear Hashem speaking to Moshe that time? Presumably, yes. So then it accomplished that thing where he spoke directly to Moshe. And then Moshe went down with authority, but then Hashem was speaking alone. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, maybe he wanted him to be physically fit. No, no, I'm not saying... This, this, like, we're going to see a lot of answers this question. It's not very... It's actually... Maybe the Torah is telling us to do a lot of exercise. A lot of exercise. Up and down the mountain, mountain climbers. Anyone do mountain climbers? He actually does do mountain climbers. Moshe could do it. So, yeah, exactly. What is Hashem worried about? He's worried they're all going to like storm the mountain and climb to the top. Oh, that's a good question. It's another good question. What's he worried about with them climbing so the mountain? Why is that such a big deal? Why can't they go on the mountain? Do the Kohanim think that they are already tougher, more specialer than every that's not a word than everybody else? <laughs> so that he thought maybe they would be more inclined to climb up the mountain than other people? Oh. I mean okay. didn't say the Leviim, he didn't say the I mean he didn't Only the Kohanim. Say, yeah. No, well, I mean Kohanim wouldn't make sense. Why would the Kohanim think maybe they could go higher up? They're the priests, I mean, Yeah, they're, they're the Kohanim. So they, maybe they feel they may they might feel like, oh clever, like we're ready to go. Like, bro, well, everyone stay back. We're, we're going, you know, he's like, you guys too. You're going to stay back. Okay, so there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. So take a look at the Ibn Ezra in source number two. The Ibn Ezra is like this, by Yomer. Right, this is when he tells him to go back down. By Yomer, right? By Yomer, he says, go down. And then you're going to come back up afterwards with Aaron. You're going a little further in. You're going to get the, you know, You'll have to cross the line and come a little closer. Shalom, you're a Yisrael. So you shouldn't be too far away from the Jewish people. Says Ibn Ezra. You're going to go down. You're going to come. I'm going to allow you to get across that rope. Right? You're going to you're going to step inside, but not too far because you want to stay close to Am Yisrael. Why? They're going to say to you later. After Hashem finishes speaking these ten things, right? What do people say after Hashem speaks to the Sarsa Debros? They're like, we cannot handle this, Moshe. We want you to talk to us. How's that going to work? If he's up there in the cloud, they're not going to be able to talk to him. So they, they, Hashem knew they're going to need to communicate with him. He can't be too far away. 
Right, and I'll respond to their question. They didn't say not to not to look at Hashem. Actually, just can't pass the boundary. Right, Hashem wanted them to see. He just didn't want them to walk up. So he, it's almost like he's saying that he wants Moshe to stay down there. Why? To hold them back. Because right, it's going to be like this this surge. Right, to want to, to want to run up the mountain. And Moshe's there down with them to respond to their requests and also to kind of hold them. In well, what's place. the fear? The fear is that they're not tower, so Hashem would have to I don't know to see. He promised that they're gonna die if they go up the right. mountain. But it's also the opposite because they're so terrified and overwhelmed by the sound of Hashem speaking, I can't really picture them storming the mountain. I Well, how do we have examples in the past like of holy places where people are told be careful not, don't come too close. We have a, well, the Kodesh Kodashem. Okay, so we have like, in general, do we have examples of people who really badly wanted to come close to Hashem and die trying to get too close? Yeah. Um, our own sons. Yeah, so none of you do exactly that, right? They, they are so overcome with some interest in Kedusha that they go to a place they're not supposed to go and they die. They actually do it on the day the Mishkan is being consecrated, right? So we, we, have such, we do have, individual, and by the way, they are Kohanim. What do we say about Kohanim in general? Kohanim is Rizumheim. Kohanim are typically very powerful, excited, passionate individuals, right? So uh, some of us have that in our family. So, so there's Kohanim are, are Rizumheim. So maybe, maybe the Kohanim need a special warning, like Hever, like, right? You got to hold back. And so, so the Avengers seems to be saying he specifically wants Moshe down there because he's not going to go so much further up because he has to stay sort of like in between Hashem and the people, closer to the people to respond to their request and to hold them back. But also, you know, it's like, you know, children, like little kids, like they, when you're absent, they think, oh my gosh, you're gone forever, so you have to come back. Right. So maybe Hashem was like, okay. I said that in mind. Moshe came up, like, but send him down so like people know he's still alive, like nothing bad happened. Well, we know the people have that problem exactly. right afterwards, right? But maybe that was like, because Hashem knew that they would be scared. He was showing them. Okay. But then they didn't. We'll take a look at the next, the next piece in Yibbenazri, right? Moshe Moshe Right? So Moshe comes down and he tells them and then what happens? When he finishes telling them, So he sort of had this in between, right? In a certain sense, they have to stay lower down. But Hashem gives them a moment after he finishes telling them, they, get, they come back in, right? they step back over the boundary, they go back up a little and then Hashem starts. Right? So, they're not like left at the bottom with everybody else, but they stay close to them. Fine. Why? For this reason. To, to hold them back, to make them feel they have something to call out to because they're going to be scared out of their minds. Okay. That's Ibn Ezra. Ramban. So according to, according to Ibn Ezra, why has Hashem sent him down a second time? To basically hold the people back, like to tend to the people. To be to there. Their needs yeah, are. to be there with them. Even though Hashem, he says, Moshe says, God, didn't you already tell me to do this? He's like, yeah, go. I, I, know, I, I know you told them already, but now you're going to do it. And now you're going to actually do the thing. I, I told you to warn them, and now you're going to stand there and make sure they're okay. Okay, Ramban, source number three. Moshe Deber, Relakim, and He's bothered by, the Pasuk says, in the middle here, in, in Paragir Test, it says, Moshe speaks, and Hashem responds. When? Now? That's going to happen late. That's not happening yet. No one's... No one's talking, Hashem's not talking or amplifying Moshe's voice. What, what are you talking about? So it says, That's not now. That's going to be in a moment when Matan Torah begins. 
Shahaya Moshe Mashmiya Hadibros to Yisrael, because Moshe would actually say the Dibros, because they said they wanted to hear from Moshe, not from Hashem, right? Valderach Pshat, lo yedaber bazayadai. No, the simple Pshat was that we're not talking about that yet. Ava Yerid Hashem Hanichbad El Ahab Yom Hashashi, but rather Hashem came down on the third day. Vahotzi Moshe Sa'am Mina Machanali Kras Akavod Hanir Lahem. It's a very beautiful scene, right? Moshe like brings them out to meet Hashem. Hashem comes out, and Moshe and the and Amis all come out. Um, Moshe goes up. Right? That's where Hashem is. And he has like it's you know, bordered off. And then he tells them what to do. This is exactly what we're talking about. What happens at that moment? Moshe is what? This is the conversation between Moshe and Rebbeinu Shalom. This is the pre-Matan Torah conversation that God and Moshe are talking, and the people are hearing it. They don't know what he's saying. Right? It's almost like they, they hear the sound of the conversation, but they don't actually hear the words. But they can tell there's a conversation going on. And that's when he tells him, tell them to go, you know, when come down and tell them what to do. Leich Reid Valisa etc. Byazek Kodamat and Torah Vagamashasa Dibras is all before everything. Kimosha Lo Alal Roshahar El Arafel Asher Hashem Elokim Rak La Achar Matan Torah. So Ramban says same thing. He didn't go up at all. According to Ramban, it's not clear if he's even inside the boundary. If he's any closer at all, maybe he's just sitting with the people, right? But this whole conversation is really just Hashem being able to. Right? Have that conversation with them. Right? <coughs> Have that conversation that Moshe is having with Hashem and the people are and the people are watching as they have that conversation. Fine. Okay. So let's see. But according to so according to Ebenezer so far, he's down there to sort of to sort of like uh, play defense a little bit, right? So that, so the people don't go up, to be there to respond to them. The Ramban has it that he went up in the first place. He was never supposed to be up there during Matan Torah. He was just supposed to be up there in general, just to, just to have this conversation, and then he comes back down. And why is he down, Kwanja Ramban? We don't know. He's just with everybody else. What was the conversation that he's having again with Hashem? So that's Hashem telling him... That, to go back down. <laughs> to go back down. Right, it's almost like... But then it's like... Do you ever see, there, you ever see that Seinfeld? Where he goes, to, they go to get a... They go to get a, a car. Elaine and Jerry go to get a, a car, best. and it's no reservation for them. With the reservation. Yeah. And so, so no. you know, you know, you make a reservation. You, make a, you know the whole reservation. Hold the reservation. But he, but the bottom line is, then, so then she goes, hold on. So basically, comes to get a reservation, and they don't have one. And she goes, let me speak to my supervisor. So the woman goes back into the office, and Jerry right. says, so they goes, you know what's going to happen now? She's going to say, to her, you talk to me, and I'll talk to you. We look like we're having a conversation, and then she's in the back. They're like. You know, talking behind the glass, you know? So it's almost like, Lahavzil, a gazillion Havzalas. It's almost like, right, Hashem has to have a conversation with Moshe. I want everyone to see that we're talking, right? And he, and they do. It's so what they talk about. He gives him the command that he's going to have to go back down and, uh, you know, he's going to have to go back down and give them this information. So people don't hear what, what they're talking about. They just see a conversation happening or they, or they hear a conversation happening. But it's almost like the goal is for the people to know that Hashem is talking to Moshe, even if the content of the conversation may not be as important, right? Mm-hmm. But that they but the see it happening. But the purpose was to be down there with Israel to maintain order? According to Rambam, we don't know that. 
But according to Ibn Ezra, that's... According to Ibn Ezra, it's to maintain order and to be there to respond when they say, yikes! You know, Moshe, we don't want to talk to God. It's too much for us. You talk to us. If Moshe's up there, they're not going to hear. Right? He's not going to hear them being upset and worried and they, they need someone there to help them. Right? So he's going to be down there for both reasons. Quantum Ramban, we're not really told why he stays down there, but he just does. I think it doesn't make sense either because then the second time when Moshe went up and stayed up, Right, and then they had the eagle as a hawk yes. and everything. You would think. Did Nashem know about that? Right. Like, yeah. why, why would he let that happen then? Right. The first right. time he was concerned about it. About right. them, about what, them running up the mountain. Right. Why wasn't right. he concerned about them running up the mountain the second time? Right, right. Fair point. It's a fair point. I don't know. Can I ask a question? question? I yes. Know, I don't remember the details, but I know yeah. that there's like the debate between Rashi and Ramban about like if the Debra were like said all together. Like, who said, like, if Hashem said the first two commandments, right. and then if. Like or like, or that Hashem like says like all all ten of them in like one breath. Right. It's like there's all this different like, Ra- stuff. I forget what Ramban believes. Like I don't know if that plays a role in this. Oh, in this like, conversation. His, like he I don't, thinks. I don't remember either. Okay. I know that Rashi definitely says Hashem said the first two. Uh huh. And then the people are like, we can't handle this. And then Moshe says the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Ramban argues with him or not. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that Rashi says that they said the first two. Yeah. But um. Uh, I don't know. You always ask those questions about Mashiach, but I don't know the answer. I don't know the answers to these questions. It's Hashem. We should just have to get ourselves to get him to come, and then we'll answer the answers. Um, but it's a, fair, it's a fair question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, fine. Let's see the Sforno. Sforno in source number four. Leich Raid. Okay, so now he's telling him again, go back down. Right? Go back down. This is the second thing. He says, go back down. Moshe is like, what's the deal with that? Ata. Go down now. Biyosi midaber. Right? He says, I, he, he, you know, uh, I, want, I want you to be down, down with them when I speak to them. So you come back up when? After. It's over. That's already when that happens. So as far as again, I, I'm sending you down now because I want you to stay there. Right, that's the goal. I want you to be down there. So he tells them, stay there, don't come up. So and the first kind of echoes this as well. None of the people, none of the priests had yet reached the level to which, to which the Torah, source number five, sorry, which was about to be given, would call all of them to ascend. That they're not ready to go up on the mountain and to which the Torah would train and educate them. Hence the repeated warning against breaking through to God. Do not go through that boundary. You're not ready for that yet, right? Even Moshe himself was ordered to stand with the people below. When God would address Israel from the top of the mountain, Moshe went down to the people and spoke to them, and then God spoke the words that follow. The Torah was given to not only through Moshe, but to Moshe as it was given to the people, which the refresh maybe is trying to focus on maybe a little more of the why. Right? Like, why is that? What, what, so what, what would you say even at that point? What's the goal in Moshe being down there with the people? When he's it, part of them. He's not like locked here. Like he's one of the people. And like they don't think he's God. Like kind of like, maybe like the eagle has out. Like thinking forward to that. Like they don't start to worship him. Right. Like he's one of them. It's actually very important. Mm-hmm. If you see how many of the Rishonim believe that Moshe was Mamish standing with the people, I think I, my, I always viewed it. Right? I always thought the story is Moshe's up on the mountain, Hashem speaks, and Moshe's like, hanging out some, somewhere lower down, but he's like kind of right up there with God. Mm-hmm. And according to all these we've shown him, he's not, even Ibn Ezra who says he went back up, he went up a certain distance. He could see them. They could see him, 
right? So even the Ibn Ezra who says like, you know, something they quote the Ibn Ezra, like, oh, Ibn Ezra said he went back up. He didn't go so far up. Right? He's still down there with the people. There's this sense of he's supposed to be with them during this experience. And maybe, yeah, they don't believe. They, so it, it takes away any question, right, that this is Moshe perform. Again, they've watched Moshe perform miracles the whole time. And Moshe's the miracle worker. Every time something doesn't go right, what happens? Moshe does an ace. He brings man, he, brings, he splits the yamsof, he, whatever it is that they need done, he takes and care of it. They've come out of a culture that deifies like anything and everything. And we see in other religions that their prophets end up sort of elevated to God's status. Right, certainly so Christianity. It makes, right, so it makes a lot of sense to try to like teach that there's a difference here. Right. There's one God and there are people. And there are people. And Moshe's, pe- Moshe's part of the people. Right. And the Kohanim are part of the people. Right, everyone's like back down there with everybody else. You shouldn't make the st- mistake for a second and think that they're any different. Even though, by the way, afterwards, what happens? It goes up. Right. For 40 days and 40 nights. Like a, like, not like a human being. Doesn't right. bring like 40, a case of water with him. When he goes up, right? He, he doesn't go up there. He, you know, lechem lo chalti, mayam lo chasisi. He says he didn't eat and didn't drink for 40 days. That's not normal, right? That's not a normal thing. But, but, Still, symbolically, at the moment of revelation, Moshe's with the people. I think it's also like a nice idea, just thinking about as like a leader being amongst people, like like being like empathizing with people that you're with. Like it just teaches us a lesson about someone who's like going to be like a teacher or leader that you should like be with your congregation. Rabbi Adler always had this meaning, and I never, I never like totally got it. And then he spoke about it once. Rabbi Adler, when I was in Rina, so we we had like this little, this little like in the front where the rabbi stand sit. It was like this little like, elevated platform. So Rabbi never davened Shimon Esri on that platform. He always would step down into like the, the regular seats to daven. And I never really asked him why. I don't think I ever asked him why. And then at some point he gave a drusha and he talked about something related to this topic and he said like, you should always be with the people. And so he like said, so he would always step down to daven because he never wanted to feel like, you know? So it's the same, it's the same, same idea here. I think it's a, very, uh, it's a very powerful message, a very powerful symbol. Moshe Rabbeinu is sitting, standing down at the bottom with them and looking up with everybody else, you know? The Chaim HaKadosh in source number six talks about what it was that um, Hashem was nervous about. Why did he make this boundary? Take a look, source number six. Pen Yarasu, Perish, and what's the concern? They're going to they're run up and they're going to get destroyed. Perish, Levayach, Shavu, Bedatam, they shouldn't think in their minds. Ki Yiru, Baruchu, Maybe they'll say, it's worth it to me to get close to God even if I die on the way. Like, like, a, like, a, like a suicidal, spiritual, yeah, like, you know, like, what was the name of that weird cult thing that, uh, whatever. Different one with that. The ones when they committed suicide, they thought some comet was coming, whatever. But point being, that like this idea of like, of like, I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the sacrifice, I'll sacrifice myself to have that like spiritual ecstasy of coming close to Hashem, and that's not what we're doing here, says God. I don't want that. Right? I don't. I, I, you know, you might think. Hashem's chesed is greater than life in a certain sense, right? No, that, that is not, we don't want it, we don't believe in that. Like, I'll die to get close to Hashem. Like, that is not what we want. Like, oh, like, you know. It's, it's confusing, by the way, also for children. I've had kids ask that question. Like, if Olam Abba is so amazing, it's, it's scary, you have to be careful. If Olam Abba is so, so amazing, so why don't I get there faster? Like, Khalilah. 
Right, that's, you have to be like, we have to be careful how we talk about it. Like, olam haba, olam haba. It's not such a, we don't really do that anyways. But even so, like, it's important to, right, that's not what we believe. We believe in Avodos Hashem in the world. Um, and so, Sefuhu Omro, Pen Yaharsu, Perush, Yaskimu al Harisa Sam, El Hashem, they'll agree to be destroyed. Meaning, Pen Yaharsu, maybe they're going to get killed if they go up. Meaning, they're going to agree to it. Not because it's going to happen by accident. Maybe they'll actually be willing, right? Um... They rose. Perush kiilu amra liros el Hashem. They want to see Hashem. Va'omro v'nafali menurav. Perush tiyad nefilasam nefilah raba. It's going to be a big deal. It'd be a terrible thing that would happen. Milvachi amusu tiyelahem nefilah achar nefilah. It would lead to more um, stumblings than just them dying. Right? It would be this theological problem that would exist if they would come. Which explains, by the way, why he tells. This is a simple shot as to why he tells Moshe to tell them twice. This is really a big deal. I want to be really sure that this doesn't happen because this is not the type of Avodos Hashem that I'm interested in. I don't want that. Right? We want Avodos Hashem that's light. That's, that's about living. Um, and we don't many, anyone to make this mistake. Right? It could explain also, by the way, why would not have been a Vihudai. It's like such a big deal. Right? It's made into this huge deal, this horrible thing they did. Because again, we don't, that's not the philosophy of, of, of religiosity, of killing ourselves for, for Hashem. Um, Again, it's interesting. We, we do have belief in mysterious nefesh at times. It happens, right? For certain, you know, certain carnal sins and whatever. But in general, that's not what we believe. That's not what we want. I just had a flashback to Gan Eden. Yeah. When, like, Adam was told, like, you know, don't, don't <laughs> touch. I mean, he said, don't eat from the tree. And it's then, like our performance here. Yeah, right? We all go back to Gan Eden. Yeah. Yeah. He said, don't eat from the tree or you're going to die. Right. Like, maybe... Maybe he's saying, oh, maybe I should have told him twice. <laughs> 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 he tells him twice. Yeah, I should have told him twice. Very good. Yeah, those Jewish people, they don't listen. They don't listen once. You tell him twice, maybe. Good. I mean, it's actually pretty, I shouldn't say amazing, but it's pretty, like, surprising that, like, they listened. You know, a lot of times we don't listen. So this time we listen at least, but okay. Maybe they listened because Moshe was there, though. Yeah. I mean, that was the problem, right? He wasn't there and they didn't listen, so... Right. Takes one minute, right? Yeah, yeah. I had to make him a guard. I had to make him a guard. Yeah. That's a good point. In fact, he was so un. God was so unsure or un. You know, uh, you know, not 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 lacked confidence in the people's ability to really control themselves that he sent Moshe Binu there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's fair. Okay, so Ashbam says in verse number seven as follows: Ve'om Moshe Hashem lo yuchalam. So the, the problem is right. This is a separate issue, right? When it's totally separate. But when Hashem tells him to go down the second time, what does Moshe say back? Kai, <laughs> I know, like you've been around a long time, <laughs> but like this is this. You told me this already. You told me this. It's what it sounds like. He says, "You told me this already." So Ashbam, who is always the right literalist, says, "Don't be such a literalist." He says, "I'm a farish shakach on Moshe." Someone says that, that Hashem said this. The Moshe said, "Kvar mardalan uzer shlosh hayamim vigbat hasahar hishamrula chamalos." If you're telling me, if you think that Moshe Rabbeinu just said that Hashem was God, you told me this already. V'lama the tzarech lomar liachshab pameshnia. Why are you telling me to do it a second time? Taos tubiyod. That's a mistake. That is not what Moshe is saying because that's impossible. Sharim mizars in laadam b'shas ma'isa afla achar shizirzuhu kodem ma'isa. Meaning because. Because we will repeat, remind people of the, of the rules at the moment, even if you prepared them, ahead, if you're a good coach, right? You can have your team prepared the whole week. And then if it's the, 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 you're about to take the field, you tell them again, right? right? You tell them again. Because right? that's, that's, at that moment, 
there's adrenaline pumping, it's difficult, you know, it's hard to like keep your head on your shoulders, right? So you're going to tell him a second time, that's okay. Right? You say, time to, time to do it again. Right? So that wasn't a problem that, that he was telling him again. That doesn't bother Moshe. So the question is, so what did bother him? Right? What is he coming to teach me? He asked him, before you told me, you told me they can't go on Harsinai. You told them, you sent me the message not to go up. Now you changed the language, God. You said, they shouldn't get destroyed. What you, what's going on here? Are you adding on? Meaning maybe they should cover their eyes too. Right? That wouldn't be so surprising in Judaism, right? We're careful. We Kohanim get up. So Shekhinah is there. You cover your eyes. Right? You can go blind if you see the hands of the, of, of the Shekhinah, right? So, um, so that, by the way, the minog, everyone ever seen the minog, sometimes women have the minog, sometimes they turn around. That's not correct, actually. You're supposed to stand, you're just supposed to close your eyes. Um, but, but um, the point is he's saying, Moses is asking, did you add something new that they can't see? No, I didn't tell you that they can't see. I just told them not to go up. So but, but the point is that when Moshe was responding to him, says Rashbam, was just like, he was like checking details. He wasn't, he wasn't bothered by this, like, uh, you know, how can you tell me a second time? Like, that's obvious. Second time, that's not a big deal. That's, it's a pretty big deal, right? He wants to keep them alive, right? And avoid his theological problems, so he says, fine. He was saying, am I missing something? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's basically what he was saying. I just want to make sure I got it right, God. Because this sounds different than the first time. Just want to make sure it's the same thing. I said, no, 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 I'm just telling you, then you're going to go back up afterwards, but I'm not changing the rules. I'm just telling you to be machazik. Tell them a second time, because that's what they're... They need a chizik. They need to be told a second time. That's okay. Fine. So when the kids say, you told me that already. You say to them, Hashem did the same thing. Sometimes I tell you ahead of time and then I tell you again. Right. I'm just like Hashem. That's all. What was the language used the first time that was different? So let's see. The first time he says, He says, Don't touch it. Right? Fine. So Moshe goes down and he tells them. And then Hashem tells them the second time, So he uses a, different, a little bit of a different language. Maybe they're going to get destroyed, Liros. Right? And that's when Moshe says, You're, you told me they can't go up. That I know, that I know already. Right? But you're telling me something more than that? And then he's saying, and Hashem says, no, 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 I'm telling you, they shouldn't, they shouldn't want to see and therefore go too far and get destroyed. But I wasn't telling you that they can't actually look. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you to stand back because they might... They might have an interest in getting even closer. But he wasn't, he's like, I wasn't really changing the command, that's all. Again, that's classic Rashi. Did anybody say that, like, they shouldn't look? Like, that? I don't think so. I've never, sorry, I should say, I've never seen that. Mm -hmm. Anyone said they didn't look. 
the whole point was that they did see. Right? They close Brakim and right? they, they saw things that are heard, they heard things that are usually seen. Right? It, was, it was an experience they were supposed to have. So they were supposed to see. Um, and that's the point, that they're supposed to watch. So it would be a little counterintuitive that they, that they weren't allowed to look. Again, this is classic Rashbam, like taking any like, I don't mean this in a bad way, any like meaning or whatever like out of it. He's like, no, no, no it's a technical conversation. You know? um, but look at, the, look at the measures in source number eight. The measures in source number eight kind of like drives home the same thing, but even in a more dramatic way. Vayashav Moshe Stivir Amel Hashem. Source number eight. Osasha, at that moment, Hashem wanted to give the Torah and he wanted to speak with them. But Moshe was still there. Basically, God wanted to get on with it already, but he did not want Moshe standing next to him. Whatever that means, next to him. What am I going to do with this guy? What am I going to do with Moshe? Check this out. I don't know how to pronounce that word. I don't know what that means. It means a, like a, uh, an excuse, basically. Right? Just want some excuse. He wants to get some guy in his, in his, in his, in his throne room out of there. So, Amrlo, I say the Varploni. He says, go, go uh, sweep the, 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 the front steps. Amalo, Kvanasis, don't worry, King. I can stay. I did it already. <laughs> right? Veshuv Amalai, Leich Karala Ploni, Sinklitkus, Veavoimach. So go call somebody else and he should go with you. And like, just get out of here already. Achu Holech, the minute that he leaves, Asa Melach Masha Bikesh. At that minute, the king cannot do what he wants to do. Kach Bikesh, the Kadosh Barucho, the Taina Sarah Sadiba, Hashem wanted to give the Ten Commandments. Moshe was standing next to him. I'm going to tell them all these things. And they're going to say, who said that? Hashem said it? Or Moshe said it? They're not going to know. So he says, that's why I need Moshe to go down. And then I can start. According to the Medrash, exactly the opposite of the Rashbam. No, Moshe says, God, I did it already. And he says, I don't care, do it again. Why? Just to get rid of him. To get rid of him. Girl, but I mean, this seems ridiculous. No offense. So, uh, uh, so, so let's see. Shanem, I'm, I'm so, Moshe, please just go down I'm so glad you said that. Exactly. Shanem, okay, good, 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 good. So Moshe goes down, and Hashem does his thing. Shanem, I'm here, Moshe, I'm Good. So, why is, why is this bother you? Because it's ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? Because why does Hashem have to make up things to tell Moshe? That's what can Moshe, what can, what can Hashem say, what can Hashem say to Moshe? Okay, I'd like you to go down to the people. Please go down and be with the people. Good. He could have said that. That's correct. That is true. That is true. Good. So obviously, God God does not need a pretext. That is correct. So this connects to some of the things we talk about a lot. When a a medrash teaches us something, what is it coming to teach us? Factual information, sometimes. Supposed to give us a lesson. Good. So he teaches us something. What is the medrash trying to drive home by making it basically ridiculous? 
But Hashem can't have an honest conversation with Moshe Rabbeinu? He can't have... Okay, that, that's a nice, that's a, okay, that's a nice message. That's one drasha, right? Not hurt people's feelings. Give me the, but what else is the Medjish driving home by take, almost making it ridiculous? It makes Hashem, Hashem's feelings told, towards Moshe right now, according to the Medjish, is like what? Oh, that's nice. Teacher towards a student. Okay. I'm going much more like. Actually, yeah, that Moshe is not God. Like, Moshe's the assistant. Like, he yeah. shouldn't think, no one he's like, think that get he's up there with Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, do not think for a second that you belong here. Get out of my. Get away from me. He's like, I have to say, annoyed. Right? It's almost like they make Hashem like, almost like annoyed with him. He's not. Of course he's not. I mean, I shouldn't say, I don't know what Hashem felt. But Hashem doesn't have feelings. But I'm saying, it's almost like. He so badly wanted to get rid of him that he makes a pretext to get rid of him. Hashem could have told him to go down. And maybe he had some reason for telling him to, whatever. But the point the message is driving at is that so, Hashem had no patience for the idea that Moshe Ben was standing next to him during Matan Torah. Can't be. Can't be. It's too confusing for the people. It's not going to work. There's not, there's, I mean, the message says it. It's too confusing for the people to have him up there. So he better get down to the bottom of the mountain. And, I'll, and Hashem basically is saying, I will do whatever it takes to get him down there if I have to. I'll lie to him. I'll give him some fake information to deliver to somebody just to get him away from me. And it's actually fascinating because otherwise, if you look in the Pesukim, it's actually really cool. Look back at the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Pasuk hey, Moshe comes down and he delivers the message. Like, it's almost like Moshe is surprised. Right? He, he goes down, he delivers a message, he just finishes, and like, okay, see it, boom! And God starts to show has, has begun before Moshe even has a chance to get back up the mountain. Why so dramatic? Why is it like such a big sin? And then Moshe went back up. Mm-hmm. But the point is that the, the Midrash, I think, is picking up on this. The juxtaposition of Moshe goes down, delivers the message, and boom, Hashem starts to talk right away. Right? There's such an emphasis on I do not want him anywhere near me during this conversation. To make it exactly clear who he is and who I am. By the way, especially because maybe it goes together, because at the beginning of the parak is actually the opposite. It's Hashem speaking with Moshe Rabbeinu, and the people watch. I'm like, whoa, right? And sort of the, the two messages together, which is Moshe Rabbeinu can stand on the mountain and talk to Rebbeinu Shalom and have a conversation face to face, and we watch it. And then, but then when it comes time for God to speak and deliver the deliver his introduce himself to us, Moshe's back down in the bottom with us. And it's such a, it's such a, you know, a stark contrast all in the same few moments, right? To drive home that point. He is Moshe Rabbeinu, but he is, and he's a regular person at the same time. And we should never make a mistake the other way. Rabbi Golden, in, in the end, the last piece here, says exactly what you guys said. He says, right, why was it that Hashem makes him on the bottom of the mountain? He says, for that reason. God wants Moshe himself to learn a critical lesson. At the onset of the revelation, Moshe, your place is with the people at the base of Mount Sinai. There will be at a time when you will again ascend the mountain, a time when your leadership role will raise you above the nation. Now, however, your place is with them, learning the very lessons of Hagbalah that they, learned, that they were learning. Right? Hagbalah just means that you can't go up. Remember always that true leadership is marked by connection to the people. You must rise to leadership from their midst. And with, and with other important lessons in Moshe's life, however, God does not convey the message directly. He wants Moshe to learn the lesson on his own. Right? Maybe, maybe that would explain why Shem doesn't tell him. Go, Dad, I want you to be with the people. He wants Moshe to ask, well, what, are you, what, is, what are you getting rid of me for? What, what are you doing this for? Because he wants Moshe to learn 
to learn that lesson. So I just think it's, it, it, this is more like theological than anything else, right? There's so much theology being taught in this parish before we even see the Asar Sadibros, right? The value of how we view Moshe Rabbeinu, right? As a human being who has a unique relationship with Yubono Shalom. The fact that we believe in Moshe Rabbeinu because we watched God speak to him and not because someone told us. He said, by the way, I spoke to God, right? And also the value of, of, of how a leader is with his people, uh, you know, in the end of the day, it's with his people, not, not above the people, because that's only he's going to be able to be successful in his job. Okay.